1: So I just was looking it up on the screen, and we'll talk to Brian Murphy about this in about a half hour, but there's a new wild uh, head coach, Jordan. I know you were glued into that news.
0: Yeah. Well, I did read about it. Yes. Yeah, that he got canned. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: Dean Everson out. Uh, John Hines uh, is the new wild head coach. No, not that John Hines. Wow. Uh, (laughs) But the new John Hines, the wild John Hines, was just introduced to the media, and I notice he's very bald. And I was wondering, oh. uh, and uh, obviously, you know, it's, there's plenty of people who are bald, but I'm going to yes. spring this on you and the listeners, 651 461 Other prominent bald Minnesotans. Do we have a lot of prominent bald Minnesotans? Can you think? Oh, I got one right now. Jesse the Body Ventura. Oh, that's what
0: I was going to say.
1: Jesse the Body Ventura. I would say that's probably your top list. Of bald Minnesotans. even though Jesse, I think, does have kind of that scraggly hair now, that's kind mm-hmm. of in the back. Yeah. But the when, back he, mullet. when he was governor, he was bald as a mm-hmm. cue ball. He was uh, totally bald. So other famous bald Minnesotans. You know who would have been high on that list until today? Hmm. Josh Dobbs, your quarterback for your Minnesota Vikings. Let's hear it for the Vikings last night. Holy oh, boy. buckets! Oh, boy. Uh, ugly. Oh boy. Ugly game last night. Um, it was so Can bad. Can I go back for yeah. just one okay. minute? Oh, yeah, sure. I,
0: I, I was really bald twice. Am I not high profile enough?
1: I'll accept Jordana Green. Thank you. Another one. P.J. Fleck. P.J. Fleck. Does. Another famous high profile mm-hmm. bald Minnesotan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Josh,
0: Is Josh Dobbs bald?
1: He's do- He suffers from alopecia. So oh, he, he is hairless. Okay. Uh, his head, he has no eyebrows. I didn't know either. that. Actually, okay. there's a very touching story about there's a girl mm-hmm. who had alopecia and he met the girl mm-hmm. and it was kind of oh, nice. Oh, sweet. Uh, seems like a great guy. Josh Dobbs seems like a great sure. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the people who think maybe Josh Dobbs is going to be the answer to the Minnesota Vikings, I think that bubble was burst last night mm. as uh, a, a, just an a, atrocious, awful football game last night that mm-hmm. and we'll get into the what, what it means moving forward but i understand that you actually watched a little bit of the, of the football game lesson is that well correct? i mean this
0: wasn't by choice friend <laughs> um this I, I was i you know it's not like everybody's got a their own TV watching room in our house, and I do own a son and have a husband, <laughs> and um, they were were wanting to watch the game. So I joined them uh, and, you know, played Mahjong on my iPad yeah. and sat with them so we could be together. Uh, but yeah, I got to see the field goal. So I got to see the three points, <laughs> and then I saw the loss. So that was, um, it, it was, wasn't great. It was an awful. It, it, they were, There was a lot of yelling. Awful football yeah, game.
1: Uh, and I, on both teams. I mean, it was just atrocious. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you settle in for a Monday night game and you, you hope to be entertained. I mean, the Vikings, if nothing else over the last two years, have been entertaining. But that was the total opposite. And there were a lot of problems exposed last night. And uh, we'll get uh, to that with Brian Murphy, a lot of wrestling references here to bald Minnesotans. Oh Vern Gagne, Baron von Raschke was Baron von Raschke in Minnesota. Who is that? Baron oh, von Raschke. Google that person. Uh, yes, this is back in the days where Baron von Raschke was a. Uh, yeah, he, oh, he's a, he's a, he's from Nebraska. So, but he oh, he, he he pretended okay. he was like a. Uh, I don't think Baron von Raschke would fly nowadays. Let's just say that because he wasn't like an actual Nazi but he kind of, his persona, oh well, his persona was like a German <laughs> yeah. goose-stepping kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't think yeah. Baron Von, but a, I don't
0: think so. very
1: entertaining. Okay. I mean, he never was like, hey, I'm a Nazi <laughs> or I hate Jews or anything, but he was, no. his persona was like a, you know, a mean uh, foreign guy, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, who may or may scary not. Be German <laughs> scary German guy. Scary German. There yes, you go. He was the scary Halloween German. costume version, you know, like a like scary German okay. guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But he had the claw. But actually, Baron Von Raschke, he was in German. He was from Omaha, Nebraska. Very entertaining guy. Uh, actually, I interviewed Baron Von Raschke many, many years ago. He used to. He had the claw. That was his move. But hmm. so he was very bald. Wait, too. how
0: do you use the claw? Like, do you? how does... I it mean, was does like, he wear a device? No, or it, is, it was just he... his
1: hand. And the claw would come out, and he'd have to, like, hold it back. And he'd grab oh. guys by the forehead. You don't know... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why would you know about this? All but, Googling uh, it now. But yes. uh, so... And the Baron is still with us, I believe. I think, Baron, yeah, he's eighty-three years old. Baron yeah, okay. Von Raschke still. With did us. they call him the Claw? Ah, uh, no, that like, was, was his that move. His that was his wrestling oh, move. But he was got, uh, it, the Baron. got it, right.
0: So not uh, all that familiar with uh, wrestling. So uh, <laughs> I got it. Uh, it's Farmer Mike, apparently one of our great listeners. Farmer Mike, love Farmer Mike. Yeah. Uh he's did know you were bald. Mike. No, he's not. He's got a lot of hair. Farmer Mike has got the oh, long hair. Mike. I'm
1: Farmer Mike. Ben Lieber, another shout good point. out to Farmer. Yeah, Ben Lieber, former Viking, who now hosts uh, uh, Twin Cities Live on KSTP TV. He's bald, very attractive bald man. You can be yeah. very attractive, and do you do you find that uh, there are very attractive bald men out there?
0: Um, I think there can be. Yes, yes. I think bald works for some men. Yes, like um, the governor uh, John Fetterman, the governor of uh, Pennsylvania. Senator isn't yep. he bald? Sen-
1: yeah,
0: he's, yes, no, he, oh, he's a John Fetterman
1: is a U.S. senator
0: from yeah. Pennsylvania. okay, yep. sorry. Yep. Boy, sorry about that. Uh, I think it's working for him. You know, and also, if you do the bald on the head, but you've got a little scruff beard, you know, that's interesting. So I think that's uh, something to be said. It's a look. You know, it's a look. Mm-hmm. And, and also, I, I really appreciate if men embrace the bald. Yeah. Like, if it's going, yes. and you can't save it, and... You don't want to do like the wrap around or the comb over, yeah. or I'm I'm totally fine with you embracing who you are. Yeah, like that's that's no. I I respect that, and you know I have been bald. And it was made me very cold, so there were a lot of hats involved. But you know, in my downtime, I was bald. The reason I wear a wig now is to be less distracting. You know, when I come to work, because my hair's a little. I'm your growing, my, pretty my, long. I'm growing hair. Yeah, yeah It's, I'm, long it's growing. It's not long, but it's growing back. You know, Long-ish. it's like your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hair. So, um, oh, The Rock. Yes, of course. Like The Rock, totally rocks bald.
1: Yeah, but he's not a Minnesota. That's, I want I a want Minnesota. No, I know, dampers.
0: but you, you asked oh, me yeah, if, yeah. If, if he's you, if, yes, attractive. If yeah. Bald is, is attractive. Like the rock? Oh, for sure. Mm, he is on my list. He's <laughs> he's rocking bald. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh,
1: so a great example. Mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, uh, bald. Yes, very much. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, mm-hmm. so, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I another knew who wrestler. That was. I knew that reference. Yes. Yeah. So I guess it's big in, in wrestling. Yeah. Um, but you get to. Com- Everyone will get to complain about the Vikings game if they want to. I think that was how we started. Mm-hmm. Every- We're going to have Brian Murphy on, Find and we'll get what to went complain wrong. about that a little bit later. Yep. Yeah, I pro- What went wrong? I mean,
1: if you had to point it to it one, was thing. it's also very boring. It's, it's totally boring. boring. That's. I mean, Scorny I don't care points. if they lose. Like, just entertain mm-hmm. me. That's kind of the reason mm-hmm. I was forced to almost switch over to the worst Christmas movie, <gasps> Rudolph what? the Red nosed Reindeer.
0: Oh come on! Oh, That's a
1: classic. It's. Sucks. Rudolph is terrible. It's like bad stop animation or whatever they call it. It's-
0: oh, how could you turn that off? If I knew that was on, I would have kicked the boys out and watched TV. They could have watched on their phones or something. I, gosh, who doesn't love Claymation Rudolph? It's me. Come on. Yeah, you're Me. just being a Scrooge. Rudolph, uh, speaking of being a Scrooge, we are going to move on to our holiday showdown in the next segment. Our holiday showdown is when we ask you a question, something you prefer. Like yesterday, uh, we what did we do yesterday? It, wasn't it was on whether or not, we not you ask people Friday. for
1: what they want or if, yeah. if you surprise them. And I think it was finally like, it was 72 to 28 that Oof. people want to know. They want ideas. They don't want to have to surprise somebody for their gift
0: they want the list all right well we have another question for you to play our holiday showdown adam will tweet that out i will retweet uh and you can join in online coming up next our holiday showdown on cco
1: all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time
0: Oh, I like it. That is a lot of fanfare for a simple question <laughs> that we're asking you. What do you prefer? Do you send Christmas cards or do you not send Christmas cards? This, I know that was a lot of build-up for, you know, a simple question.
1: A simple um, question, but one that I think is uh, changing because I really? either. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I think we had this one last year, which raises another oh, really? good point but we got somebody texting in a question. If you have a question mm. that we should ask our listeners, oh, a holiday yeah, showdown question, nice. by all means text mm-hmm. us. Uh, give it to us. We we'll, we'll, we may use it. But yeah, I think we had this one last year because I'm either not as popular as I think I am, hmm. which is probably the answer, or people are just not sending holiday cards like they used to cuz I oh,
0: I haven't gotten them. I
1: haven't gotten one yet. <laughs> and usually you get you know, f- f- around Thanksgiving, they start to arrive in the mailbox. I have yet mm-hmm. to get one,
0: but I feel
1: like fewer and fewer people send the holiday cards.
0: Do you send a holiday card? Yes or no. Six five one four six one nine two two six. The post is up at X slash Twitter. Uh, currently, by the way, a hundred percent of people do not send. Christmas cards or Christmas letters. And by the way, that post was only posted a few minutes ago, so there aren't that many people responding. But at least five of us, I responded, said, no, we do not send. And some people send Hanukkah cards. You know, Mm -hmm. this is not exclusionary of the Jews. Um, I'm saying holiday cards. Yeah, holiday card. Absolutely. And often, see, Adam, I still get the whole Gonsa Megillah with the letter of who's doing oh, what yeah. and all the accomplishments and this and that. And sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's boring. But um, it's sweet when people update you on their lives. But I imagine that I know what's going on in my friends' lives. Um, so I've never done that. The whole, oh, you know, Marley has a this point, great point average. And, you right. know, Maddox is volunteering at the soup kitchen every day. Right. Like, no, we don't, we don't do that. Yeah, we don't, we don't do the letter. And I don't do the card. So, do you? 651 461 9226. Now, does Jen send out cards? No, we haven't. So, for so her? we, we no.
1: haven't. So, like in my, uh, when I had my kids and in my when I was previously married, in my first marriage, when we had our kids, we did the card thing. And actually, it was me. Do I it. was the one who usually. Did it. I always kind of enjoyed it because it's mm-hmm. easier than ever mm-hmm. to sure. do it now. You get on Shutterfly. Is that is that Shutterfly? Is that the or I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I think get, Shutterfly's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Or you get on any of those those apps. I think probably even Target, where you can you know you design your card. They've got all these you know templates you use. You put a picture in there, and voila, you get them, and you get them like three days later. They come they come in a box, and you you mail them out. So it's easier than ever before. But so maybe it's just. Like once we had the, you know, I got a divorce, and then we now we I got remarried. We've got the blended family now. I don't know. We just haven't done it. Maybe it's time to bring it back. I guess you know there's still time for is there, yeah there's still time. I can come up with a Christmas card today. You can and get it sent. You can.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. There's plenty of time. Are you kidding me? We're a month away. You got tons of time. I uh, uh,
1: somebody saying if somebody if someone's sending Christmas cards in November, they need help.
0: No, they're just very organized. They're spreadsheet mom or spreadsheet dad. Right. They're very organized. Uh, this texter says, "I sent you a card last year, Adam, to that's the station, right. but you didn't send one back."
1: See, that's the problem, which is probably why I don't get any cards anymore. That's it. It's like if you're sending cards and you're not getting cards back, you're probably crossing some of those people off the list.
0: Well, see, that's an interesting uh, m- mention that you just said, and th- and this texter backs it up. This texter writes, I send photo Christmas cards every year, but my list is dwindling because if I don't get a card from someone for a couple of years, then I don't send one to them, and I understand postage is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, postage totally is ridiculous, but – um so is that like the etiquette? This might have to be a dear, Jordana. Is that the etiquette that if you don't receive one, that they're on your S list and and that's it? You, they don't get one anymore. I think. Like I thought, they were to
1: share wish joy. somebody right.
0: a, a merry Christmas, and to share some information. I didn't realize it was transactional.
1: I think it is on the on the, on the fringes of it. I think you probably have certain people, mm-hmm. your friends, your family, and you know that will get a card no matter what. And then, if you get a card from someone, then you're like, oh, I have to send that person a card. So, if they're not sending you a card, you're probably not making the effort to send them a card. In other words, you've got your main people that you're going to send your cards to. Okay, got it. And then, if you get one, like, oh, you know, Judy sent us a card. Like, no, Mm -hmm. well, thank God we have an extra here. We can send back to Judy. And then Mm -hmm. that probably becomes, that gets in your rotation of people you send Mm -hmm. your cards to. You keep your database of you know, addresses, and that's mm-hmm. when they add to them. But then if they're not sending it back, then you're like, the no, heck with that. I'm sending, not sending a card to that person.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so they're on the list or off the list. The wrong list. They're on the naughty list then. Uh, lots of texts here. Wow. Yes, I will send over 100 Christmas cards with pictures of our family. And here's the deal. I actually, if, if somebody sends me a Christmas card, I do like seeing pictures of the family. Oh, and sure. I have a bulletin board in my pantry where um, I do put them up because I think they're actually quite festive. Um, I may not read the whole Megillah, the whole story of, you know, the grade that little Susie got in her building blocks, you know, in preschool. I, I don't care. Sorry, no offense. I'm sure Susie's a genius. They all are in preschool. But, um, i do like the pictures so if you're going to send me a picture of your family that will definitely go up on my little corkboard that i have in the back with uh like stuff that we keep in the back there so i do like that uh, but i don't send them no i am not that organized absolutely not i i don't send it uh to jg and mr adam why do you get a mr and i'm just jg i don't know I- uh but that's okay i love you and that i like being jg um Tell them you have to send them – oh, to get them. Okay, you have to – okay, got it. So it is transactional. You have to send them to get them. Mm -hmm. So whoever sends – okay, I understand. I understand. Um, Guys, yes, this text – I will this year. I want to share pics of my grandkids. And you know what? I want to see pictures of your grandkids. I am not going to scrooge it up. But if the postage thing is an issue, can't you just do like an online card? Well, that's the thing.
1: I think um, people send online cards or somebody just does a Facebook post like, here's my family. We're wishing you a very Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute, though. Is that the same thing? Do you accept that? That's like just a general, here we are, everybody, as opposed to actually taking the time, writing your address down and sending it directly Mm -hmm. to you. Does that equate? Is it the same thing?
0: I think so. I still get to see a picture of your family. Yeah. I don't need you to pay for the postage. All right. You know, and that's okay. And then no, that's fine. I think whatever is best f- for you is what you got to do. Like I don't send cards or or holiday cards and you know, I send birthday cards and things. But like I, d- I don't send cards like that. So no, not for me. But if, if you love it and it's part of your tradition, go nuts. I like getting them. Uh, yes, I'll send my card. That's what people could do for you. That's nice. Uh, Yes, I send. I like putting the card together with photos of the year. Oh, that is fun. See, that's a fun exercise. At the end of the year, you go through your phone and, oh, what's going to get included? What were the big milestones? Mm. I would love to see that. Mm -hmm.
1: I just want to put pictures Um, of my dogs up there. I'll send you a picture of my dogs.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Would love to see that. Um, Ebby is not going to get cards who hate Rudolph. I think maybe that was a uh, Anybody, Adam. Who, maybe any the oh, voice detect
1: anybody who hates Rudolph is not going to get a card. Well, so So bad.
0: you're not getting a card, Adam, because no. you hate Christmas right. and yeah, you hate America. I get it. <laughs> if- uh, guys mailing Christmas cards is an old tradition. Unfortunately, traditions are out of vogue and old folks are dying off. Okay, well, maybe there's a new one. Like I said, like the the the, the online card. Good send yeah. that.
1: I just think there's different traditions. We come up with different traditions. And there will always be people sending cards, so I don't think it will ever die out. I think so, too. We'll find out if uh, Brian Murphy uh, sends Christmas cards. We'll also Mm -hmm. see uh, who gets a Christmas card after last night's awful Vikings game. Probably nobody. If you watched it, uh, I apologize. Josh off the list. Wash your eyes out. Yeah, we'll have uh, Brian Murphy from Bring Me the News and uh, uh, Purple Insider next on WCCO. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Uh, that would uh, three words to describe the Minnesota Vikings and Chicago Bears last night on Monday Night Football as we welcome in Brian Murphy on the uh, John schuster Cobalt banker hotline. Brian uh, writes for Bring Me the News and Purple Insider. And uh, the most glaring, shocking, alarming thing from last night uh, as a Viking fan or just an observer would be what, Brian? Uh,
2: that the... Josh Dobbs' miss is probably just that. Yeah. It's it's a miss at this point. Um, you know, it's one thing to wander out of the cornfield like Shoeless Joe and, and <laughs> into the huddle and yes. and and see the guys, team right. that's desperate. Uh, it's another thing two, three weeks later. Now that defense is even uh, as bad as Chicago might be, when you have uh, when defensive coordinators have time to to pick through your yep. record and your tape and your uh, your performances, they're going to find vulnerabilities and exploit them. Yep. And boy, the, the Bears really come after uh, Dobbs yesterday and, and really just overwhelm the offensive line. And, uh, you know, you could, you know, look, Je- Dobbs is a great story. We're all rooting for him. It, you know, the rags to riches, you know, nobody from nowhere is a great storyline, but it's just unrealistic in the NFL yeah. to think that that's sustainable. So I don't, you know, they got to buy um, they're six and six. They're still very much in the playoff picture. Yep, got some winnable games coming up, but this was a very winnable game at home, mm-hmm. and they looked awful. And uh, you know, I think Kevin, o- you know, Kevin O'Connell's probably thinking Dobbs might not be the answer. It right. might be Jaron Hall. It yep. might be Nick Mullins. Um, there's a lot to consider in the next two weeks, and uh, none of it's pleasant. I, th- that's the
1: thing too that, st- that struck me last night is that. Okay, the part of the enjoyment at Josh Dobbs over the last couple of games has been his ability to escape and elude defenders, and that didn't happen last night and you you said it you know when it's like when baseball players get called up you know a like, guy you know gets called up, goes on a hitting tear, and then finally they figure out how to pitch to him, and suddenly those numbers drop down is a little like that, but you said if the Bears can do that, I mean these other defenses they're going to face. I can't imagine, and there's a reason, right? Josh Dobbs is a journeyman, and I think that's why sure. we saw it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean you've got he's played for seven uh, different teams, I believe, or at least yeah. six or seven. Um, there's a reason for that. I mean, not because he's not talented or not good enough, but just because there are others that are better. And you know, there's scouts and coaches and coordinators that get paid an awful lot of money. They're the best at what they do. And they've determined that he has a ceiling. Now he has moments where he can create, he can ad lib. I mean, the touchdown strike to Hawkinson was a great throw. Mm -hmm. um, But as you mentioned, the bears really took away the option that he could run. And that's what made him dangerous and exciting and sort of a wild card. And that wasn't, available yesterday and then you see the panic throws and the the ugly interceptions and you know being a step behind a receiver or throwing the ball too hot you know things may change a bit if Jefferson Justin Jefferson does return as expected after the bye when uh, the Vikings go to Las Vegas on December 10th but, uh, you know, if, if Dobbs can't get the ball downfield, it doesn't matter what Justin Jefferson's doing 30 yards down the field if if the ball can't get to him. So, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of 16-13, to 13-10 yeah. type games where the Vikings are going to have to rely on their defense and a few big breaks and a few big moments uh, to just kind of claw their way in. What do you think about the
1: line? I mean, you know, the off- offensive line of the Vikings much um... – criticized rightly so uh, but they've been really good this year but boy they did not look good last night
2: no and the Bears look the Bears really dialed up a lot of pressure I think they just decided look Dobbs could be shaky we're three and eight we're just going to send the house every time we can and they did a really good job and you know the broadcast really did a good job too I think Troy Aikman pointed it out many times that they were able to contain the edges you know they were able to keep Dobbs from you know, spinning out of trouble and turning up field and getting 15, 20 yards. Uh, he had nowhere to go. The pocket collapsed around him. Um, they, I think they decided, look, we'll take our chances in the secondary on one-on-one coverages, and if he can figure that out, we'll adjust. But he never really could because he couldn't get out of his own way. He couldn't get out of his lineman's way. And, uh, you know, you wonder, too, if, if if Addison holds on to that 50-yard pass yeah. on the first series, um how that may have changed the tenor of the game, but you know, you get a quick three and out after the bears had had a long sustained drive and suddenly, you know, and then the next, I think possession, the Vikings had was at least one of the four interceptions. I mean, the first quarter was just awful. And, uh, you know, any other team would have buried the Vikings early. But the fact that the Bears are so bad yeah. and let the Vikings hang around was the only reason that this was even remotely interesting in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, that and that, that too. I mean, even with as, as abysmal as the Vikings' offense was last night, I mean, Chicago gave the Vikings every single opportunity to take it. And that's the other thing. Did, was I mistaken? Did we bring back uh, Ed Donatel on that final drive? Suddenly, you know, the blitzing Brian Flores' defense – and Troy Aikman pointed it out. He's like, boy, they should be coming with pressure here, I don't think. And they kept dropping back. Well, that that seemed to me bad timing to to Im- implement that kind of defense in that drive.
2: Yeah, that, that really, you know, Flores is known for being aggressive. Yeah. And it just seemed like he, 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 he turtled at the wrong moment. Yep. He thought, I'm going to play prevent. I'm going to make, you know, Justin Fields beat us. And, boy, he had on that third and ten play. Well, first of all, you know, you can start with the Ryan – right punt yes, from midfield yes. that was, what, 25 yards? Awesome. it out of bounds. I mean, if you can pin the Bears inside their 10-yard line, that makes it much more difficult. Instead, they're starting in, at the 25. A couple of runs later, a couple plays later, they're at midfield, and, you know, look, they got a big-leg kicker. And, you know, on third and 10, they rush three. He drops back. Fields has all day, steps up, and throws a rocket down midfield, and boom, ball game. And I, I'm, I'm sure Flores on Thursday, well, where I don't even know if the media is going to have a chance to talk to yeah. him anytime soon about really what went down with that. But I, it did seem like he really took his foot off the gas. And O'Connell did too, I think, on the, on the Vikings' final yes. drive, where yep. he, uh, clearly, you know, Dobbs has not earned the trust after a performance like that. But, you know, to run the ball up the middle a couple of times and throw a bad screen pass and then go three and out, and and the idea is we'll pin him deep with the punt. They even took the delay of game to give Wright more room. He has one job to do, and he failed. So you know it's just a calamity of things at the end that add up. And and when you're playing that poorly, any NFL team can beat. And Fields, look as bad as he looked all night. He can still make a play, and he made one play at the right moment, mm-hmm. and that just dagger, daggered the Vikings. Uh,
1: let's move to the other uh, big uh, sports story from yesterday, the uh, Wild uh, say goodbye to Dean Evason and uh, put uh, John Hines in that position. Uh, your thoughts on this move? Uh, as I mentioned to you, I think last week or the week before, you know, NHL teams are known at doing this. If things get off to a rocky start, uh, many many general managers have not been shy about pulling the plug and getting getting a new person behind the bench. Um, is how much do these kind of moves have an effect uh, on on a locker room and get guys to play better? Because I mean that's obviously Dean Evison isn't you know handcuffing Kirill Kaprizov, not allowing him to score. There are significant issues on the ice that I think were out of Dean's control.
2: Yeah, no question. I mean he's the, the convenient fall guy. Yeah. Coaches and pro sports always are. You can't fire 23 players. I mean, you have to you have to make a change sometimes for change's sake. And I think, you know, Garen had gave him a pretty strong, uh, if not vote of confidence, some good political cover when they came back from Sweden saying exactly that. Like, Dean can't go out there and execute. Yep. Dean can't stay out of the penalty box. Dean can't kill penalties. Dean can't, you know, not turn over the puck. But I think the last two games, And I actually went to Friday's game and wrote off of that against Colorado. And, you know, they were decent for moments, but, uh, you know, they couldn't stay out of the box. They gave up the power play goals. A terrible turnover by John Merrill at the blue line ends up in the net for the go-ahead goal. And then they go to Detroit, and what do they do? They take five penalties, give up two more power play goals. They pretty much dominated play five on five. But, uh, you know, they lose by a goal because they're undisciplined. The goaltending has been shabby. Uh, you can tell they're not playing with confidence and i think bill garen just woke up and said you know what this is a shattered team uh, it's time to make a change and uh, you know john Hines is familiar with this he came into to nashville a couple of years ago uh, midseason as well taking over a, a pretty fragile team and and led them into the playoffs um, i don't know if this is as much as a placeholder move as it is yeah. a i you know garen still believes in this roster i was listening to the press conference just mm-hmm. a bit ago at Excel and you know, his, re- you know, his reputation's on the line too. This is yep. his roster, his contracts, his no trade clauses that he negotiated. They're still dragging around the, the Parisi suitor dead money, but uh, he still believes, you know, 20 games in that, that, that there's, there's a reason that, you know, that they can turn things around and become a playoff team. I don't know if that may be the right philosophy. I mean, you don't want to tank, but uh, maybe it's time to, to make uh you know, embrace a bad situation and, and rebuild from there. But Leopold's not, Craig Leopold, the owner's not built like that. Bill Guerin's not built like that. So he brings in an experienced NHL coach to try to turn it around. But ultimately it's, what are these guys in the dressing room going to do? What are Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, the goaltending, the penalty kill? Um, If none of this improves, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who's pulling the levers behind the bench.
1: Talking to Brian Murphy from uh, Bring Me the News and Purple Insiders on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. I should mention Jordana just uh, became – every once in a while she kind of feels bad about the medication she takes. Has some reaction to that. She just stepped away for a minute. Hopefully she will rejoin us soon. I also saw you wrote about Gopher football and P.J. Fleck. They lose to a bad Wisconsin team at home, but because of (laughs) – Hawaii in a crazy last second field goal that happened, you know, hours later in the middle of the night, they're suddenly bowl eligible. Um, P.J. Fleck in the University of Minnesota, What? how long will we see him around? I mean, I, I, you know, Mark Coyle said, you know, I still believe in him, but it sure seems like uh, fewer and fewer people are in that camp.
2: Well, I hate to punch down. Look, you know, I, this was a tough season for them, and I, 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 really wasn't interested in writing about the loss to Wisconsin mm-hmm. until I listened to Flex' post-game news conference, and you know, he was defensive, yep. uh, he was petulant, and you know, just the sloganeering is is fine if you're winning games and you're upsetting top twenty-five teams and you're playing on New Year's Day and you're you know, you're, you're winning your rivalry games, but y- you know, there just seemed to be a lot of excuse making that it was very convenient for, you know, look, Minnesota's never going to compete right. with Georgia and Michigan. Right. Uh, we know that, but if you can't beat Purdue and Northwestern and Illinois and you look awful, uh, you can't, you get shut out the second half against a bad Wisconsin team at home and you know, he comes in there and he's, well, you know, I, I, you got five or six guys, freshmen playing on defense. What am I supposed to do with that? Intimating that, you know, the transfer portal, it makes it difficult yeah. to preserve uh, four-year rosters. This is the reality of, of college football right, right now. And it just seemed to be a lot of scapegoating and avoiding of responsibility. And, and I think what's really driving fans nuts is his unwillingness to be aggressive uh, even in a lost season, yes. uh, you know, on fourth yes. downs, and look, this is your quarterback, right? Uh, this is the guy you recruited. You can't, you, you know, you can't trust him. You won't trust your offense, and you have a defense that can't make plays, and you're coaching not to lose, and it, you are losing. And you know, it's one thing to say it's on me, and I own this, but it's another thing to lash out and and sort of blame everybody else for your problems. And I just thought that's just. It's it's tone deaf and it's ringing hollow. And I don't think Mark Coyle's in a position to be unloading on on, on Fleck. And I don't think Fleck's going anywhere. No. Uh, and I don't necessarily think he should. No. I, I, I think this is kind of his mess. He's stewing in it. He should be given an opportunity. He should be actually made to clean it up. In fact, the bowl game in some ways rewards the seniors, obviously. And it should be noted, too. The, the, yes, Hawaii's, you know, random victory at the last second with a field goal positioned the five and seven gophers to actually be that five and seven team to get a bull bit, but it's because of their academics. Mm-hmm. I mean they were, you know, in the top ten, top five of uh, grade point average yep. APR. Um, so these guys earned that opportunity. So I'm I'm happy for them to get another shot to kinda you know have one more, you know, one more road right. trip, one more game with the fellas. Yep. And uh, you know that's that's something to be. I don't want to say celebrated, but that's something to be appreciated because yeah. of their academic accomplishments. So, if anything, uh, you know that that may allow them to to maybe put a nice bow on yeah. this uh, stinking pig of a season.
1: <laughs> we'll leave it at that. I got to go, Brian. Thank you for the time, as always, sir. All
2: right, take care of it,
1: Brian Murphy uh, from Bring Me the News and uh, Purple Insider. Nine fifty two back after this. nine fifty six year Linda's construction time check time to invest in infinity for Marvin Windows receive free installation labor Good deal there
0: so uh I was not working on my holiday list mm. during the break during during that segment because I don't send out. Holiday cards, I never did. I never did the picture of the family I, I just wasn 't on my list of things to do i 'd rather throw a party yeah. and invite friends that's just not, again, yeah. no judgment. I love receiving the pictures of your family like you know the card just the shutterfly card where there 's a nice picture or a compilation of pictures sure. on the back it says happy holidays, you know maybe a little note so i I love that yeah. um and i didn 't realize how there was like a whole hierarchy of if you send, when you get back, who receives, who doesn't. There's a protocol. Yeah. There' a, a protocol, that's right. And that is our holiday showdown question today. Do you send a card or no? We've asked that on Twitter, and we've asked it of you, and we're receiving a lot of interesting texts. For example, hi, Adam. My mother kept an elaborate list for over a 100 people. She kept of a list also of those who reciprocated. If three years went by without a return, they were off the off list. Off the list. Dead to me. Done. Dead
1: to me. 63% of people, though, on Twitter say, no, they don't send cards. Uh, We'll be back. Quick takes coming up next.